This is Maurice Philogene, and welcome to the Try Life Farm podcast. Well, you may not believe it, but I've been an actor. I've tried out for the NFL, been a street cop, federal agent. I worked my way up the military chain of command to the rank of lieutenant colonel. I was also an executive at a global consulting firm, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate in the United States. I've started developing on a Mediterranean island and to boot. I've traveled to 100 countries over 300 times and generally all this stuff at the same time. No, I'm not trying to be everywhere. I'm not trying to do everything. What I was trying to do, and I'm still trying to do, is to try life on, to plug into planet and earth as intended, and to fill my life book with experiences and relationships, and not just accept the status quo. So what we're going to do on this podcast is introduce you to the mindset, the skill set, the soul set, the approach that is Try Life On, and expose you to the people who've been doing it just like me, their tools, their tips, their tactics to trying life on, because we all can try life on in our own way. So sit back, relax. Let's go for a ride. Let's go try life on. What up? All right, sorry about that. I thought I thought he was hooking it hooking it up while I was dumping the trash. I already see the brotherly love where y'all start pointing at each other like this. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, fellas? Uh, I don't know. I think we off to to a good start to the week. We off to a good start to the week. This production company we working with uh, just had a meeting with HGTV for us and asked us if we were interested. I think you'll like this. All right. <laughs> Interested in us doing a show about us blessing people by renovating the homes that are fire damaged or natural disaster. If that sticks, reach out to me and I'll get Quattro Capital to donate capital towards the show. Whoa. Say less. <laughs> hey, he's recording this part. He did say that. No, <laughs> we gotta help. We we gotta help people. But you know, you know what my thing has been, and I I've done a lot of research on you guys now. Right? My thing has been, how can I individually, but also corporately with Quattro, with what I started, change someone's decade in a moment? That's nice. how I do. So. I'm all for the United Way and NAACP and all that type stuff. But mm -hmm. our money goes into a system, which nothing wrong with that. But I want to know that my money is going to change someone's decade that day. And if that comes to pass for you guys, that's going to be changing someone's decade that day. Yeah. But look, I'm, yeah, we changed five or six emails, uh, um, you know, yesterday when she when she initially reached out to us and asked us if we would be interested in doing that. And, yeah. I, and I said, as long as we're in the blessing business um, and mm. that you know, we're, we're actually helping families in, in need. You know, yeah. I don't want to flip those types of homes. I don't want it to be about us making money. I want us to literally be able to have a show where we go on. To, we, we literally bless people. I feel like if we can be of service to people, our longevity is for the, for the next decade. We can do yeah, that forever, forever. I wonder if you guys have felt that on your journey so far, like the more you impact people, the more money seems to keep showing up or more opportunity keeps showing up. Absolutely. Without a doubt. People jump, jump on a, a wagon when they, well, they jump on a truck, if you will, they <laughs> pushing it. 
But if you're just sitting in there waiting for somebody to help you push, yes. you've been waiting a long time. Very long time. Very yeah. long time. And I, I actually, I think that the majority of our opportunities, um, for instance, when we when we uh, work with the Cook County Land Bank to do yeah. the home giveaway, yeah, they were they were looking for us. We just happened to volunteer for free to host this housing fair at the um, at the park right across the street from our grandmother's house. So we wow. learned how to, you know, how to play tag and freeze tag and do all this stuff in mm-hmm. that park. And um, the people who organized that housing fair saw us on HGTV yeah. and they were like, can you guys give back by hosting this fair? Because they figured more people would show up if, if we were involved. And we said, absolutely, we'll do that. And yeah. when we walked into the gym. <laughs> Was it crazy? Yeah. We, we ran into um, the director of the Cook County Land Bank, Rob Rose. Uh-huh. And when he saw us, after because first, he, we didn't know who he was. Because when we got there, media was there, like the, the newspapers, and, and the, uh, uh, they wanted to interview us on WGN about the housing fair. So we, yeah. doing, we did all of that stuff. <laughs> and when they were done with that, and then mm-hmm. there was like two, 300 people outside waiting in a line to get in. We, we didn't accept. We, I mean, we did accept. But we didn't expect all of that. We thought we was going to be, hey, mama, we're going across the street to this fair. We'll be back in a little bit. That's what we thought. It was yeah, we didn't even have a clue that by volunteering for yeah. this, that it was going to be as a big a deal as it ended up being, or that we would connect with the director of the Cook County Land Bank Authority. That's it. That's it. Or all this media attention was going to be there. But just by volunteering and being of service, because yeah. we want to get back to the, to the neighborhood and the community we grew up in. Right. We ran into Rob Rose. He said, I'm glad you guys are here because I didn't know how to get in contact with you all. We're doing this house, uh, this house giveaway. We would love for you guys to mm-hmm. renovate the home and then promote the giveaway so that we wow. can get more eyes on the land bank. Because most wow. people hear land bank and they don't know what a land bank is. They think of a financial institution and not a housing inventory. Right, right. Um, no, they, they, they don't. And I'm going to pull on that thread that you just said for a second. Because... Our Life On podcast. Everything that I've done to date and the reason why I resonate with y'all so much and why I'm glad, Anthony, that we kind of connected and talked and Anton, good to finally see you and stuff. You guys seem to know how to try life on your way, go after opportunities, do different things. You know that 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 opportunity to or volunteering to do that event. Quattro Capital started on my side by me volunteering to donate $5,000 when my now partner, Aaron, was on a stage in 2018. Almost 30 apartment complexes later and $200 million of real estate later, it all started because I donated $5,000 and I became friends with someone. And the funny thing is, two of my now other partners were in the audience that day. I didn't know them. They donated $5,000. Two. And we all became Quattro Capital, which is crazy. But why do you guys, like Anton, why why do you guys have this bone in you? I know you're firefighters. I know you're real estate investors, but they don't usually come together. Your brother's from Chicago. All these things that you're doing doesn't typically come together. Why, why is it that you have the ability to just go try different things out like that and not just do the status quo? Man, it... I'm not sure if I can pinpoint it because it feels like, <laughs> yeah. it feel like it's been that way our whole lives, you know, and we're, 
I mean, and now we're talking about 40 years of taking a chance. Mm-hmm. Like we, we didn't know anything about firefighting. We knew about the, the police department from our mm-hmm. father, but we still took a chance on this. You know, it, so I guess I, I, what I'm saying is, is that it's been innate from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I think what's so crucial was that when you're born uh, with a, a partner, you know, we're competing against each other, but we're competing with each other. With each other. Yeah. You're pushing each other. Yeah. And you feel like you can take more chances when you have a partner. Absolutely. So you guys don't, you're not worried about risk so much, Anthony? Well, I mean, risk is relative, but you're trying on all these new different things. Where does risk come into play for all that for you? Yeah, things are never as scary when when I, I know that I'm going to be diving into a project with him. Yeah. You know, because I know I'm not, that risk isn't solely mine. Like together, we're both going to figure this out. We're both going to put half skin in the game. We're going to both put our money up. We're both going to put our sweat equity up, literally sweat equity up on, on some of these projects, right. you know. Yeah. Um, and so the fear is, is is a little bit more diminished because we're working together. That's awesome. And, but I also feel like, back to what he was saying about this lifelong thing, I wasn't, like growing up, you know, people, when you're in school, they always ask mm-hmm. you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. I never really had an idea of what I really wanted to do. The only thing that I knew that I liked to do or felt I was good at was helping people. We you have know? that in common. And protecting people. Mm-hmm. Like I never liked bullies. If I saw somebody was making fun of somebody else, I didn't join in on making fun of the person. I defended the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was what was, was natural to me was to defend people because I don't like ugly. Yeah. And so helping helping people, that is a feeling that makes me feel good. And we do things that make us feel good. And yeah. I just I feel like people should try and find things that they that make them feel good, that are productive, that help others in the way, you know, with the gifts that, that God's given them. Yeah, I, I call that I call that in the five freedoms that I espouse financial time, geographic freedom of relationships or freedom to build relationships. The last one is freedom to execute on your purpose us three have a lot in common in that you guys are firefighters and I was a police officer, which is kind of crazy. Right. <laughs> and then we're all doing real estate. I, I kind of know your story. Now I finally went back and looked at all the shows and <laughs> found the Bahamas connection and saw how it started. I, re- I read the black enterprise article and whatnot, but for, for folks who don't know your story, can you just give a little bit of background? I guess I don't even like, I don't know if you start with Bahamas or Chicago, but I want people to see in you that there is similarities to a lot of other people, yet you guys are doing some amazing stuff in life. So how did you start out? Where'd you come from? Well, we were born and raised on the south side of Chicago, but our mother was born and raised in the Bahamas. So every year of our life, all the way up through till college, at least, we went to the Bahamas Mm -hmm. to to visit our family, to see in in certain parts like going to look at the land and we're like, why are we looking at this go-go pass, these, this, this coconut tree and bananas and whatnot? Like, I would rather go to the beach. I'd rather do this and that. But she would go look at the property and make us stand there. And we're looking left and right, like, why are we standing this deck? That's oh, the she land. instilled it in you to look at property. Right. Right. She always, my, my mother always owned that land that we're building on right now. Yep. We're building townhouses. And and it's funny how you don't realize how you're blessed because she never told us, you know, directly 
this is your land. This is what you need to build on. She never said anything like that to us. Yeah. I, I think, and I, this is why I also give, I think it's important for us to give our parents grace because they're mm-hmm. learning and figuring out life along yeah. the way. And then they're just trying to give you the best that they can and give you, an, uh, you know, some ideas and mm-hmm. hoping that you'll grasp on to, to, to the best that they have to offer yeah, man. so that we can be better. And, and so, you know, both our parents, you know, planted seeds in us, like our father, like, and, and I want to talk about our father because our father sometimes feels like we don't speak about him. He <laughs> ever sees this video. And, you know, and he's, he was a police officer. He was a police officer in Chicago? Yeah, Chicago PD. Man. And, um, that's rough. And he, he would, um, he would make us memorize these sayings. He was memorize, mm-hmm. make us memorize things like do it do right and do, do it right, right the first time. And he and he would make us say it over and over again <laughs> if we didn't do our chores the correct way, right? If we didn't, because yep. he would he would remind us if we didn't mop the floor or sweep and mop the floor the correct way, we would have to do it again. So if you do it the right yep. the first time, you would save time. You could go out and play, you know. And he would say things like, "Early to bed." Early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Man. Now I'm 40 years old. You I, we, learned, we learned that in kindergarten, <laughs> but it's with me to the day I die. Yeah, and, he, hit and you, with, he hit you early with with principles that stuck with you. Yes, principles that stuck with me. And this right. is the thing: when I'm going through a rough patch, or I'm not motivated, or I'm trying to 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 shake it off and, and get back to being aggressive about pursuing the things I'm passionate about, I go back to these things. I go back to these sayings from my father, and I go back to the vision and the dreams of my mother. And it's the combination of these two things um, that have created what people now see from the Dallin Brothers brand about being aspirational, about, you know, uh, well, we, we right. tell people three things. We say dream, plan, execute. And you have to, you know, we have to be, we have to dream. We have to have dreams. We can, you know, some people stop dreaming. Literally, there are people yeah. who stop, stop dreaming. Yeah. Maybe because they're in survival mode, maybe. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is, Anthony, but even when I coach people and our brands are similar or my growing brand is similar. I love you guys brand that's out there already, but where I start in helping people with lifestyle design is them writing down their perfect day in emotional detail because adults, we forgot how to dream. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 100. Yo, you remember when we was in kindergarten, we could throw paint on the walls and throw shit around the room and, and run outside. Like we were always like, creating something, doing something, dreaming about something, da, da, da. And then we go through this high school, this college thing, we get into the real world. And now our dream becomes what everybody tells us it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be the executive vice president or the captain at the fire station. Nothing wrong with it if you want that, if that's actually your dream, but people just start following it. I love what you said about dream, plan, execute. Did you you guys, all right, so I know you're, you're firefighters in Chicago. I love the fact that you started doing real estate in the neighborhood to do something good for people. What obviously there was no, well, I don't know. Was there a notion of heading towards TV or doing any of those things or just something that naturally 
happened or did you want to do something with what you were doing from a oh, media no. perspective? We, we fell totally backwards into TV. It was an accident. <laughs> how, how did that happen? That's something for people to know. Well, I mean, we are in this, you know, in this day and age of just documenting things on social media. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're up here renovating a three flat or, you know, whatever project we working on at the time, we were just pick out for the fun of it, for the fun, <laughs> just for the fun of it. We right. would take a phone out and say, media. hey, look at what we're working on. We just did demo <laughs> this kitchen. I need you guys to use your imagination. You know, we're going to be using this type of <laughs> tile and this is what the floor is going to look like. And mm-hmm. can you guys imagine what it's going to look like? Well, check back in a, in a uh, you know, next week and we'll show you our progress or whatever. And that was it. It was just having fun like anybody else. Right. And, and I'll never forget that day that we were helping our cousin Wayne uh, on a six unit building. He said, hey, we, we're gonna uh, demo all these floors. And I was like, oh, it's just six units of demo. How come we not getting somebody else to do this? <laughs> but, but we ended up calling, you know, like five, six, Remember that picture that we took? A whole lot of people helping us demo. No, oh, that was on our that was, that was on, on our whole project. You mixing projects. All right. Anyway. <laughs> but 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 we were demoing, and then our, our friend Troy Pryor called me. You right, man? We, it's, it's so many to go back to back. I right? feel you. I feel. You, I feel. You, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a friend of ours, Troy Pryor, he called. And we knew him from college, from University of Illinois, um, uh, down you know downstate. He said, "Hey, I got this director that wants to do a torture scene, and he needs like a like a." you know, undeveloped basement or something like that. And we was like, well, we got two of those in this six unit building. Why don't you come on by? So he come, they come by, the director looks around. I don't even remember what the director right. looks like anymore, but I never forget the conversation as he's walking out the door. He turns to us. Mm-hmm. He literally turns to us and he says, you know what? Have you all ever thought about doing this on HGTV? And he was like, no, nah, man, this is just a side hustle. You know, we're firefighters. Right. I never forget that yeah. moment. And then he wouldn't let it go. He was like, "No, I'm not joking. Y'all laughing. I'm not joking." He pulled out his phone. He had people put, on speed dial from HGTV. Put this on speakerphone with the producer that was his frat brother, mm-hmm. who then wow. did like a like an interview on the phone about who we were and the type of projects we've worked on or currently working on, whatever it is. And then he said, "You know what? You guys sound kind of, sound kind of interesting. Can you guys mm-hmm. send me a bio and some photos?" Tonight. Tonight. Just like that. What, give me, um, what year is this? Just so folks can orient. 2017. 2017? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you get an opportunity. What they come out with cameras a couple days later. He said he, lo- he loved it. Fast? Man, a couple of days later, they came out with a camera not playing. and they said, we're going to do something called a sizzle reel. We never heard of that before. It was like sizzle, like, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. So they're not cooking. We, what we're gonna do is ask you some questions in front of the camera. You guys just be your authentic selves. He was like, "What you doing right now?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we're about to take down all this crown molding, and then we're gonna take out this wall right here." He was like, "Great, we want to get that on camera." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh okay." So then, I guess we go. You went with, but you I, listen. I want to because I, I want to point some stuff out because I know who's listen, who's gonna listen to it. But you went with it. You didn't. Like, oh, I need to know how to do this perfectly. Oh, I need to know how to be on camera perfectly. You guys right. are just like, F it. I'll do it and just course correct along the way with what I'm doing. That's it. <laughs> Couldn't say it better what, myself. What's to lose? <laughs> <laughs> if did I hope you just heard the Downing brothers themselves just say, 
what is to lose? The mm. problem is everybody wants to go try life on. They're like, yo, Mo, how did you be a police officer, an executive, a federal agent, actor on TV, build a real estate company at the same time? I had shit to lose. All we have, you know what we have to lose is a status quo life. <laughs> right. I, I don't want it. I don't want that. I love the fact that you, you guys just leaned into it. From that session, what happened? Mm-hmm. From that session, um, they hit, you know, they hit us back a couple of days, like, yeah, maybe a couple of days later and said, hey, we're going to edit this. We're going to send, we're going to have some meetings, send this off to HGTV, to the execs and see if you get, if you guys are interested. I mean, there's hundreds of people who get submitted per year for, for, for shows, and you, um, you know, so they lowered our expectations, basically what they're saying. Then it, then, then it was radio silence for about two months. So we like, we just went back to our regular lives. Yeah. You didn't, like, didn't even really, think about it at all. You didn't, didn't think even about think, it. About, think about it. I actually forgot about it. By the time they hit us back, I had forgot about it because it wasn't that important to me. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, but it wasn't like oh my whole life hinges on it. It was just like oh we take a chance. If they like us, they do. If they don't, look, our life is amazing the way it is. But at least we tried. <laughs> at least we tried. And then by the time we forget about it, they hit us back and then say you know hey you know what you guys made it through the first round. Yeah, this this, this I didn't seven, even know they were rounds. <laughs> this, this this seventy seventy groups. You know like oh, seventy care. seventy like uh, potential. People yeah, that they were take brothers, up. sisters, uh, other twins. They were just oh, giving us man. estimates. They were giving us estimates that yeah. they start with 100 and they whittle down and they whittle down because it takes so long for them to get through all of those videos or whatever. Right. And then we didn't hear from them for another three months. And by the mm-hmm. time they get to us three, four months later, we still, we forgot about them all over again. You know, like they, 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 keep, they hyped us up and then we just get back to normal life. Ten months later, after all of that, that's when we found out that we got the green light. And honestly, that's that's the be- the beginning of this journey, and that's what turned into the into mm-hmm. that pilot. And then you know what was great about about the um the pilot mm-hmm. for us, it was our first time being on TV or getting that kind of notoriety, right? Mm-hmm. And we brought the whole community together. Like we, everybody we went to high school or college with, we rented out a movie theater. That's to, what's up. <laughs> to watch, so we can watch. One so we can watch that one episode. Yeah. Um, you know, and and and, when I, and we and we ended up having so many people reply. We, you know, you sent out the invite. We had four hundred people reply that they wanted to come see it. So we rented out the thing and we showed it three times. Wow. So they everybody uh, the pilot the pilot episode? Yes, at yeah. the movie theater. <laughs> and we, we realized like how important this was to people because you know we do it, then we did a talk back, mm-hmm. and then we got one of our, uh, another one of our high school friends. She ended up being a, a news uh, uh anchor at, at a local uh, uh Chicago affiliate. Mm-hmm. So she came out and she actually did uh Felicia Lawrence. Shout mm-hmm. out to Felicia. Yeah. Fe- Felicia comes and she does the talk back and, and um people ask us all these questions and they tell us what they liked about the yeah, show. I'm sorry, talk back is for talk back is being in the theater answering questions. Yes, right. Yes. Okay. Sitting in front of the movie screen looking at the crowd. <laughs> right. After we show after we did the show, we came up there and then she facilitated mm-hmm. a talk back mm-hmm. so people could ask questions and make comments about what they saw and how passionate people were about seeing what we were doing, why we were doing it, seeing right. Chicago neighborhoods that typically don't get 
um, that kind of they don't get any uh, shine. positive attention. Mm-hmm. Positive um, black men attention. Yes. In a big yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. So we'll yeah. call it, you know, call a spade a spade. Yeah. And or, <laughs> or seeing us. They're like when mm-hmm. they saw us, they were like, oh man, you, you remind me of my son. You remind me of my cousin. You know, that, that kind of stuff. Because we were intentional in being positive on the show. We did not want to argue with each other. Uh, which is also true on our own. Oh, I see. I see what you, you mean. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, a, just having a, you know, a, you know, a positive thing, like the way I felt when I saw black Panther. Yeah. You know? Oh, walking away, feeling empowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and I felt like that, that was the energy that people gave us in those talkbacks. And then from there, we on social media, we get flooded. Once it finally airs on HGTV. Now we getting flooded with all these questions about like, how do you purchase property? Well, how do you get financing? How do you do this? How do you do that? And at first we were literally trying to answer each person individually. And we were like, cause we didn't know. We didn't know. Gonna turn it to a, you, know, <laughs> this, you just went with catalog. it. You just went with it. Yeah. But then, then that became overwhelming. I was like, this has to be a better way for us to do that. And then we were like, you know what? We need to start making videos to answer these questions for everybody and read and directing people to the videos. Mm-hmm. Then we were like, we need our social media. We need everything. We need, you know what? We need a Downer Brothers social media page. We need a website. We need, uh, uh, you know, uh, we need everything to make mm-hmm. people accessible to us. And then probably six months into it, I was like, you know what? We still haven't got picked up for the full season yet. We need to stay relevant. And then that's when I decided, oh, let's, let's create this podcast. Yeah, homecoming with the Downer Brothers. And we bring guests on, people mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. Who are you know investors or they play different roles, whether they're realtors or uh, real estate attorneys? And you built your brand. You were right. building your brand in in almost like uh, what is that? Build it and they will come. You you just like the show's coming. Let's build this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then what I realized too is that the the power of networking within a podcast. Mm-hmm. Because now all of these people, they love to these people love to talk about themselves. They love to tell their own mm-hmm. stories. They like to share their successes. Yeah. Um, and then should. also people who are in business, they, they look at it as a way that they can promote their business, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then more opportunities came to us because now we're of service to people. This is another way of being of service. We provided a platform. We right. allowed them to tell their story, promote their business. And we provided this service through our podcast because it was the podcast wasn't about Anthony and Anton, it was about mm-hmm. the, whoever the person is on. So it's like if you continue to be of service to people, more opportunities become because then people will say, hey, do you do you want to partner on this? Do you want to um, can we pay you to come speak to our college students? Wow. Can, can we do you want to come down yeah. and to uh, the LinkedIn office and do do this uh, uh, you know seminar at the LinkedIn office? Like, yeah, it was a lot. So two things that popped into mind because I know people are going to think about it. One, the brand building side of the side of it. I just want to touch on that real quick because when you guys started, I mean, my assumption is when you were firefighters and just doing the real estate in general, you weren't thinking about building a brand around who you were as people that came as a result of the opportunity, right? Right. Okay. So how, how did, how has all that manifested? Like what, what is the brand? How are you putting it out there? And what's your intent with it? Because there are people who want to create brands for themselves. Everything seems to be like that nowadays. 
but no one seems to know how to get started or what it actually means. I think one, you, 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 you have to zero in narrow what your story is, what's your origin story and what is so important to you? What is the thing that you're passionate about and tell that story consistently over and over again, stick to that story and how it serves people. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, whether that's cooking, whether that's being a bartender and making drinks, whether you love to collect shoes or, you know, uh, whatever it is that you are good at, Mm-hmm. It's like you have to be able to tell your story about who you are and what you're passionate about. And then also how you can share that with others who also have that passion. Mm-hmm. So you can give them best practices on the thing that you're passionate about. But you're, you, you have put to put it out there. Are you all over the place. <laughs> you're, you're putting out information relative to real estate just for people to find it. I, I don't I didn't get a sense you were necessarily charging for it as much as you're just putting it out there so folks can find it. No. Yeah, it was definitely just. No, we just, just put it out there. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, I think that's how you, 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 what you put out into the universe will come to you. That's probably why so many opportunities are coming you guys way because you're genuinely helping a lot of people. Anton, the, the other question I know that's going to pop up after the fact that it popped up in my journey relative to, Hey Mo, you, you're a police officer and an executive still, but you're doing real estate. I just put a post out on LinkedIn like three or four days ago, and I said the definitions of entrepreneur has evolved. One, there is the entrepreneur who burns the boats, quits the jobs, leaves everything and just goes for it. Right. Two, I think is us. There's the entrepreneur who likes what they do, is passionate about what they do, but they add a side hustle that may grow over time and may overtake it, but they're doing both. And then three, I don't want to leave the people out there who just like to do their job. Like the, the, the word entrepreneur has become this thing that everybody should be an entrepreneur. And I don't think that's the case at all. But you guys are still firefighters. So I just want to see if you can comment on that of like, why? How long are you going to do it? How is that impacting what you're doing from a Chai Life On perspective? Because you're you're going after different opportunities. And maybe firefighting is one of those things that you want to stay with. Can you just comment on that? And the, you know the fact that you're working full time while doing something else like that. You know, I think it's it's true that there's like these three paths, right? And at the firehouse right now, I have guys that like like my captain. He had a bar that didn't didn't last very long, but he he tried to be he gave, a, he gave it a try. Yeah. But he never gave up being a firefighter, and he's and that's what it is. Then there's other guys that will never want to do anything entrepreneurial, and I'm totally fine with that too. God bless them, mm-hmm. you know. And but for for me, I, I was always going to be an entrepreneur, you know. And and even if that bothers other people in, in your workplace, whatever you're doing, well, whether you're a receptionist at a dentist office or police fire, whatever it is, you know, if it bothers other people, you know, we ain't gonna talk to them about it. You know, if, if, if they want it, if they want that action, hey, come along for the ride. Yeah. Do do you talk about it at, at the house or do people ask you a lot of questions about what you're doing with HETV or any of these other projects that you got going on? Um, I only talk about it if people ask me. Right. If people ask. Yeah. Yeah. I don't volunteer 
what I have going on unless people, because like fantasy is that, you know, um, even just yesterday, a guy was detailed to the firehouse um, and I hadn't seen him in a, long, in a, in a couple of months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he asked me was, hey, what's going on with TV? You got, you got something new going on. And he was really happy and excited to talk to me about it. Yeah. And because he came, he brought that kind of energy to me, I, you know, I told him what, what I had going on. And then for other guys, if they don't say anything to me about it, then I'm not going to say anything about right. it because I want people to feel comfortable. And I also don't want people to think that I believe that I'm special or doing something that's more, you know, some people. Yeah, exactly. Like they, the get, haters they get these yeah. perceptions that I'm, I'm giving information because I feel like I'm better than somebody. So I don't, you know, when, when I would, I, I like to bring up that thread of, of people having full-time jobs and then going out and doing their passion or side hustle or whatever. When I was doing the journey, I didn't tell anyone at the corporate space that I was a street cop. And I didn't tell anyone in the street cop space that I was still a corporate executive. I told HR to make it legit. But once HR signed off, I never in 20 years, I never said nothing. And the reason, and I didn't, they knew I was in the military. So the federal agent thing kind of sat there real estate here and there, but I never talked about it. And the reason I didn't do it is because if I was at the firehouse or if I was at the police station or more so at the corporate space, if I was tired or if I was missing, oh, he's missing because he patrolled last night. He's not committed to what is going on. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very particular about that. And when I talk to people and coach, I'm like, if you're going to talk about it, be sure it's going to be in a space where it's going to be supportive to what you're doing. Otherwise, you're giving people the the keys to your kingdom. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And the funny thing is now when I go on LinkedIn and I talk about all this stuff, people are like, when did you do all this stuff? How did you do all this stuff? How come I didn't know about it? You were too busy at the networking events schmoozing. I was out there going to build real estate the way that the Downing brothers do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It, 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 It is. It's pretty uncanny. But I, I love the fact that you guys are still out there helping people. I wish I was out there with you still, man. I, 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 man, I miss it more than you guys could possibly understand. I think about going back from time to time, but then I'm like, all these opportunities about to come out. I'm about to make friends with Anthony and Anton. I don't know what's going to pop out of that. So <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need the time. I need the time. So what, what is, what is, you can feel good that, you know, you've paid your dues. You know, when, when yeah. you reflect on it, you you put your twenty years in, and you've done more than most people will ever serve. You know, what I mean? and yeah. and I, and you can be rest assured on that when when that little bug comes up, like mm-hmm. I don't know, but you, I paid my dues. I did, I did my thing. <laughs> I did, I did do my time. And anyone who's in the service community, firefighter, police officer, doctor, nurse, military, whatever, what I would what I would tell tell you. Well, here's what I figured out now, because you guys are going to go through this as well. You may not think you are, but you will. We do have some of our identity wrapped up in it. doesn't matter if we're doing HGTV or other projects or whatever. There's something about having that badge or having that hat or that uniform or whatever. <laughs> I finally came to the understanding that my period of time in history was here. And if I don't move out of that, the guy and the gal who's to the left of me, they can't move in. I've That's I've gotten to that point. So it's not that I it's not that I am no longer and I was pushed out because people are like, oh, you didn't have a retirement ceremony. I didn't really care. I know that the citizens that I was helping still cared, right? Mm-hmm. But if we don't move out of that space at some point, then the women and the men behind us can't 
move in. That's how I've calmed myself yeah. down at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? I like I see the patrol cars and the, and the engines running by and I'm like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Did. It'll, it'll hit you at some point, but it, so you're, you're doing the, um, so what's next? What's next? You, you're still doing your, you guys are still firefighters, but you're still on projects. What, what do you think the next one to two years look like for the Downing brothers? Um, more TV shows, different concepts for those shows. So, so people seeing us doing things that we haven't done before on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, us continuing to develop our um, our property, uh, properties plural, uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, that's really important that that we get all of that done. And um, and I also believe that we're going to expand beyond what we're already working on. Uh, we'll leverage that property to be able to continue doing more in the Bahamas. And then. We want to do syndications. You know, we're really interested in yeah. projects that you work on. That's really important to us. We want to do syndications. And then also, I'm open to things that we're not aware of yet. Yeah. I believe there's yeah. something we're not aware of yet that's going to enter our life, and I'm open to that. I'm not yeah. saying we're going to be stuck just doing what we're currently aware of. Absolutely. And, you know, I became aware of the whole – you've heard the whole concept of the reticular activating system? Have you guys heard that? No. Let's call it the RAS, but it's the reticular activating system. But all it is is that part of your brain that makes you aware of opportunities and things. So if I say, yo, when was the last time you saw a light blue Honda Accord? Maybe you don't even recall the last time you saw one. But I bet you for the rest of the day, you, you'll see them everywhere. Right? <laughs> right. right. So you the, the fact that you are open to opportunity and you are calling in opportunity to come. It's not that these things magically appear. It's just that we are aware of things. And when we now see them where they would have just went by our face before we grab onto them, it's Mm -hmm. pretty uncanny. So the fact that you're saying that, I think just a bunch of stuff is going to drop out. Um, Where, where do folks, so now I know you got your brand up, I think your website, but how do folks track you down? How do folks figure out what you guys are doing, seeing what's next uh, network stuff? Where, Where do they find you? They can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, The Downing Brothers. If you just put in the Downing Brothers. Yeah. Or any of our social media platforms will show you what, you know, what we're working on or if they want to connect with us. That's what's up. Okay. I got one more question for you, but I want to, I'm going to rehash some things real quick. With respect to what you guys are doing in terms of trying life on, you talked about what your dad said, which I love. Do it right. Do it right the first time. That's some Mm -hmm. stuff. You may not have hit on it or you may not have picked up on it, but you said that you guys had each other from birth, obviously. So you've been partners. But the fact that you had each other meant that you had someone there who was always there to support. So I encourage people who are trying to do interesting things, get themselves into a tribe so you are supported on a day to day basis. That's real. Remember, dream, plan, execute. Planning and execute comes easy for adults. Usually it's what we do, but certainly dreaming does not. And Anthony and Anton would not be where they are if not for dreaming about things. It took 10 months for that opportunity to materialize into something at HDTV. People have got to be patient, even though even though you weren't necessarily. And I love the fact you weren't even thinking about it. You were going about your day as if like it'll be great if it pops up. But we also have other things to do. Folks have got to employ consistency and patience. Um, and then I just wanted to highlight one more thing. If you are out there trying to develop a personal brand, 
remember what Anthony and Anton said about having an origin story, articulating what's important and how it serves people. This stuff that we do on the entrepreneurial side or philanthropy side or what have you, it's not about you. It's about the people you serve and you have got to get your message out there in an articulable way that people understand it. So I thought that those points were awesome. I just want to highlight it. And the final question would be, what would be one piece of advice from, from both of you or each of you that you would give to people knowing that they want to try life on a different way, but they might just be stuck in what they do? What would be a piece of advice that you would give them based on your journey so far? Um, I think for me, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, being present, being present. Having my having my vision for the future, being present in the things that I'm doing and not being stuck in the past. Because sometimes we're stuck on the relationship that failed, the property that we that we didn't get or we lost, or some period in time mm-hmm. that we we we're always stuck in the past about what didn't work out that we can't move forward. And we, we have to be present for what was in front of us and then also have be able to dream about the future but the, some of us get stuck in the past and like you can't get stuck you yeah, gotta move forward be, be present move the future. yeah I, I think for me uh learning from the past and showing that it you're learning from the past and because because when you show you've learned from the past it's not dragging you down you've right. learned something you're improving your life because of it and you move forward. I love it. I love it. Well, there you have it, Anthony and Anton of the Downing Brothers. I can't wait to see what y'all do next, man. Thanks for joining me on the Try Life On podcast. Thanks for having us. Hey guys, this is Maurice, host of the Try Life On podcast. And thank you for listening to another episode. I hope you are finding it useful in helping you design your own lifestyle that you don't need a vacation from. If that's the case, please consider dropping a review for me, whether in Apple, iTunes, or in Spotify. Drop a review, put some stars on it. Give me some feedback on how I can make the podcast better, what information you are looking for. I am doing my best to get information to you on the Try Life on Principles, the five freedoms, how to build lifestyle, travel hacking, all of it. And I want to do it for you. So please do a review for me. And until next time, my name is Maurice Philogene, and this is the Tri-Life On Podcast. Peace.